Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers <laughs> over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy friday to you june 16th 2023 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big x radio 96.1 fm 14:50 a.m. happy friday to you hope your friday your weekend maybe a long weekend for for some folks with the june 19th juneteenth holiday on the 19th that's on monday maybe it's a long weekend for you maybe it's not uh, it's still a Friday, and we're excited to talk a lot of sports, a lot of nonsense, maybe a trivia Thursday on this Friday. Everything's on the table. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well up here in the uh, OHIO. Uh, excited for a long weekend. Got a, a lot of cousin time coming up so that's fun um, i'm sure there will be at least a little bit of crying though included in that um uh, but in and hopefully a nap if we can just get a nap in uh we'll be good we'll be good but we're uh, ready to rock and roll did a little bowling last night and um uh, the, the boys they were they were pumped duke uh duke did well i broke 100 so i call that a I call that a good good frame had a couple strikes it was nice real nice clark scoots how are you uh, I'm I'm tired. I I never thought I would be able to come in here and say I'm tired because I was up watching golf too late. Uh, but that's exactly what happened last night. I ended up watching pretty much all the coverage from the U.S. Open yesterday, and I stayed up even when it was no name guys finishing up their rounds that we've never heard of. I was I stayed up through their rounds as well. So a little tired today, but as you said, TJ, it's Friday, so I can't stay tired long. It's it's gonna be a fun day. Yeah, that was that was cool being like getting ready for bed and getting into bed and still having major golf tournament on the TV. It's a little different for us us East Coasters. I mean, it happens every so often, but uh, that was great. Even with like the big names too playing well past nine p.m. last evening Eastern time, and shame, shame, shame on that golf course we were led to believe it was just going to be nothing but carnage you're going to be lucky to even make a bogey but gosh they they dominated it yesterday and they were like no all right this is just the morning people they they got the course 
wait till it dries out and wait till the sun is baking on this course for a little bit. You guys are going to see. And then like the later afternoon group was even probably more dominant after it was all said and done. So uh, every, that's what everybody's talking about is how the course just got used and oh, used yesterday. Crushed. And you've got Ricky Fowler and Shoffley, Sandra Shoffley at the top of the leaderboard. I and loved uh, a lot that, of other big names there at the top as well. Once Ricky had, so he had a chance, uh, I think it would have been a long putt to get to 61, which would have been in the new major record. So they're interviewing him uh, about this new tying the major record for lowest round ever. And he's like, well, um, we also have to let you know, Xander Shoffley has a chance to tie it as well. And he's up on the next hole. And you're like, wait, what? Um, yeah, course is a total fraud. Uh, you know how when you do tiebreakers for your uh, little pools, um, TJ, I, I picked five under as the final score for this U.S. Open. Uh, oh. I, th- I think they're going to beat that. I think they're going to beat that. Just need the course to come back. Course needs to have a resurrection here. Uh, you you got to imagine that they're going to be like, all right, we just got to get silly with these pin placements or something because they they have figured this out. And I imagine golfers are probably going to have a different mindset going into today, although you probably just want to have a similar mindset if you were shooting eight under on the first round, which is wild. But I imagine golfers going into it today are going to be thinking like, I was a little bit more on the defensive yesterday. Just didn't really want to end my tournament on day one. I was a little conservative. We heard so much about this course. We're a little, I was a little worried about it. So I just played it safe. I wonder if they're going to get after it today and be like, Hey, this course ain't all that in a bag of chips. We can score low here. And maybe you even see, some better numbers potentially, but you got to imagine the ground screw is probably going to try to toughen things up as much as they can with pl- with pin lo- location and pin placement. But it was uh, they made it look easy there yesterday, much easier than than I would make it. Scoot and I may be hitting the links together today. Woo! That's right. By the way, I was going to ask you all. I asked Gil this last night. Is there a sport just as a whole? where the athletes make it look easier than in golf. I, I mean, you've got NBA guys that make it look easy from time to time. Same thing with NHL and NFL. But as a whole, I just feel like all these guys make this game look so freaking easy, and it's not. So it kind of frustrates me when I watch it. It's a, it's a, it's a good sports radio question. It's been asked before. I think the difference between golf and the other sports is that, like, so many Americans and just people internationally play golf, even if you're terrible, even if you're you consider yourself good. So in that regard, it's probably the most relatable to be like, oh, I'm a schmuck, and these this is like this is perfection of their craft. Where Roush and I don't get too many opportunities to go play basketball and especially against anything close to the level of competition that you're gonna go see in the NBA. So I, I think basketball's up there as well, just because they can make it look so effortless just shooting, you know, 26 footers. Jokic just like turns around, falling down, has like his head like an owl twisted the opposite direction, and he just throws it up and it goes in. So basketball, I think, is up there as well, but you just, the average person doesn't even have any frame of reference for the level that is NBA basketball, where we at least do have a frame of reference with golf because. We've played before. We know how hard it is to do some of the shots that they're doing. 
So it's probably a more loaded question, but golf's just so much more relatable that more people can identify just how good these professionals are because they can't do those things. So yeah, and you can, and it, it does go across the board. Like try throwing a baseball, try like being a 32 year old, try throwing a baseball 98 miles per hour. I mean, just absolutely no way. Like MLB pitchers are absolute freaks. Um, try hitting a baseball, you know, 430 feet. No chance that I can that I could do that. So, yeah, it probably is golf, but that's just because you can play that when you're old and frail, unlike basketball, where most people have to give it up at a certain time. The yeah, the I was going to say baseball is probably similar, especially when you get just one swing of the bat bombs uh, against 95 mile an hour pitchers. But a lot of it just comes down to, I mean, every single time they're up, they're swinging it. Um, and Scoots, I would argue sometimes it doesn't look easy too. Did you all see Tony Finau miss the two foot putt? <laughs> I mean, I did. Yeah. For birdie too. And then he barely made in the, the par tap in on the other side. And then I saw Phil kind of duff it into the brush on a chip. He's as good as anybody from like 120 yards into the green. And he just kind of mishit it and it went into the brush. So they, they show some, some signs of weakness every now and then, but that's why those stand out because they hardly ever do it. I mean, shoot, Xander Schauffele had a shot yesterday. He was in that long grass in front of the green, and he tried to get a little cute with it, hit it to the right of the flag and roll it on down, but he didn't hit it far enough and hit it right back into that grass and still finished eight under. So, yeah, really impressive what these guys can do. Ah, man, to be that good, to be that good at golf, it would be nice. Um Maybe if you played more, that that could be possible. Like if you, let's one last time the Big X Sports Radio Golf Card last call because if you haven't gotten it yet, yeah, they're, they're probably going to be gone. We're going to be playing at one of the courses, Park Mammoth, next Wednesday. It's going to be really exciting. But there's some other great courses nearby too. Old Capital, uh, Elk Run, What View, Valley View. Uh, did I say Old Capital? Whatever. We'll you, give Old you Capital missed Christmas Lake. Ah, Christmas like always forget Christmas this time of year, but get out there, hit the links, have some fun, play some golf with the big Xbox radio golf cart. We'll, we'll probably announce it, give more details next week, but I, I would, if you want to play in the big Xbox radio golf scramble this fall ish, uh, the Friday before Labor Day looks like it's, it almost certainly is going to be the day. So Take off work that Friday. Ask for a day off. You've got plenty of time in advance, uh, but we'll give you more details on time and course location next week, although I think we've got it pretty much all solidified. And then it'll probably be something similar to last year where we'll have you email the Big X Sports Radio golf account and hopefully get you, I think it was, Big X scramble at yahoo.com. But don't, 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 don't go send an email just yet. We'll get it all solidified. Early next week, make that announcement. But I, I feel safe in saying you can, if you want to play golf with us that Friday before Labor Day, I think it's September first is the date. You can you can take off. I think that's going to be the day that we're going to be doing it. Last year was a huge success. Had I don't remember how many teams we ended up with, but I know every every hole had at least one team on it, um, and, and maybe even a, a couple that had multiple teams. So it was a good showing, and we put that one together. Not last minute, but not as much time as this year, where we're going to have a few months to be able to tease it. So hopefully we'll see a bunch of you all out there. It's the big exports scramble. So we'll hopefully maybe Spears will be out there. 
if Rutherford's not, he's, you know, he's a busy man. If he could just maybe make a little bit of time for the radio station, he could be out there as well. So it should be a fun day, uh, but we'll make that announcement next week. Speaking of taking off work, I uh, got hit up by Keith yesterday. He said he's taking off next Wednesday, playing at 8.30 at Park Mammoth behind us. So you all can do the same. Just look up times for Park Mammoth. We'll be out there next Wednesday doing the live show, playing some golf after. So come join us. Yep, and Tuesday we'll be at the Hot Rods game down in Bowling Green. And then uh, the next morning doing the show from Park Mammoth. And as Scoot said, we'll be hitting the links right after. We'd love to see you all either Tuesday night or if you're a golfer and you want to make the trip down Wednesday. uh, Just an absolutely gorgeous course, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it and shoot 103. <laughs> get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it on in. We'll read it on the air. We think we've got a trivia Thursday on this Friday, Roush. Are you prepared? Did you take your notes with you to Ohio? Yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, it's exciting. I, I, I'm, yeah, I don't want to say I get anxiety about it, but, you know, there's um, – this is a different kind of trivia. This, um, so like I, I, I've done trivia nights before, um, and you know it's just it's just a little bit different. So I hope I don't make them too uh, too silly or too outlandish. Scoots, uh, I, I'm excited about it. I'm sure you'll do a great job. We'll start hour two with that. Scoots, did you watch any of the USA men's soccer match last night? Uh no, no, I did not. It wasn't. It just, uh, isn't it just a friendly? It was absolutely no. not a friendly. Oh, it was yeah. Concacaf. Nothing, nothing about last night was friendly. That's right, Mexico. I forgot it was Concacaf. Damn it! Uh, yeah, League of uh, Concacaf Nations League semifinal, and folks, your red, white, and blue gave Mexico USA. a good old fashioned butt kicking. USA. Tres a zero, and uglier than the score was the game itself. There were multiple (laughs) ejections, multiple red cards, and they had to stop the game early because the Mexican fans were doing chants that are not allowed at CONCACAF soccer matches. Uh, Yeah, they were doing the racial slurs or homophobic slurs or something. You know, I think uh, anti-gay slur is what... The, they officially what they officially called it and they stopped the game early because of it people were fighting in the stands they were throwing beer on people uh, onto the field and again I, I think it ended up being nine on nine when it was all said and done um, and that's unfortunate that like all the side stuff is what a lot of folks are going to talk about today because the United States was dominant. And these are our young little Yankee pups all grown up in the next five to ten years of USA soccer. And you've probably heard this before, but this time we mean it. But the next five to ten years of USA soccer should be on the world stage really, really, really good. Will they ever be the number one country? Probably not. But but if there's ever a time that the United States is going to to make its mark, this is the group that's going to do it. This is the era that it's going to take place in because these are all young guys, Roush, but they're not they're not super young anymore. They're you know they're not totally green like they were two years ago. They've grown up, but they're still young in the grand scheme of soccer. And they just 
they took Mexico's best team and just totally and completely embarrassed them. Uh, it, it was. It was a complete and total beatdown. And even though all the other shenanigans are going to kind of overshadow that, don't don't. United States is a squad that the rest of the world is going to take notice if they're not already. We know Mexico is losers. Losers. Um, it it it. I'm never going to be one to pretend to know the uh, outs and ends. But uh, I've been told that this was a golden generation and that we did well at the World Cup, or seemingly well enough. Uh, and a lot of those guys came back, and then we got the big-time commitment. So uh, things things seem like they're moving in the right direction. Um, just beating Mexico always feels good. Always feels good to beat your rival and then have them whine and complain about it and have their fans just... Be the biggest losers ever. I mean, they're, they're just the whiniest babies ever. Suck it, Mexico. Take out your suck it and your suck it. Suck it. Yeah, so like in the soccer communities, there's like they don't know what they're going to do with, with Mexico. Because um, <laughs> they like won't stop doing this chant. And they've taken away home games from them before. And this was not a home game for them, but like that's a penalty that they apply is that like we're going to take away – World Cup qualifying, or you're not going to allow to have fans. I think that's what they did. Is no fans are going to be allowed inside the stadium. You're going to get to play it in your home city, but you can't have anybody there at the game. I, they don't. They don't really know what they're going to do about it. The, the Mexican fans really can't seem to get up, give up that that chant, uh, near and dear to their heart, allegedly. But I certainly don't care what all happens with 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 the Mexican national team, um, as long as they just keep taking these butt kickings from the U.S. of A. Uh, that was a fun night for United States soccer fans last night. Again, probably didn't end the way that, that anybody would have liked to see a, a soccer match end. But if it's going to end because of ugliness, best your team be on top. So you said it ended early, TJ. How, like, how much time was on the clock? I want to say like three minutes maybe. Oh, okay. So not, not a whole lot early. I, I could be wrong about that too, but that, that's what I think it was. Gotcha. Just uh, early enough to make headlines for Mexico to suck it. Gosh, Mexico, get it together. Who do you like sore losers? Mm-hmm. Game's already over. It's Trace Acero. No, no reason to go out there and, and make yourselves look foolish. Well, that's exactly uh, what they did. Mexico seemed more interested in fighting. Their fans the same, while also just chucking beers. Uh, better than the, the bags of urine that you normally get in Mexico City. So there's at least, we at least got that going for us. At least it was just... Uh, yeah. Well, where was the gameplay? Because I it was it didn't kick off till ten, and I was like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to watch any of this." Las Vegas, right? America. I think it was Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure that Vegas. sounds right. Mm-hmm. Viva. Some mm. people just can't handle Vegas. Mexico is like what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and then Concacaf probably going to be like, "No, that's actually not true with this. You you got you were you guys are big time suspended, <laughs> losers." So there you go, a little USA soccer last night. As we've got, uh, we do have golf this weekend. You'll get an occasional USA soccer match here or there, but we're kind of in. We're, I mean, it's summer radio for sure. No, oh, yeah, we made Cats it. Cats did their best to provide us content. I do wish that we were previewing Omaha for this weekend. Um, there's a bar in Omaha. You've maybe seen this on social media. There's a bar in Omaha that will keep track of all the teams and how many Jello shots they take. So they'll have like different colored Jello shots for the eight teams that are in Omaha. 
and they keep tallies of which ones they sell the most of. And who do you think in Omaha has taken the most Jello shots? Scoots, I want I want to hear your opinion of this. The teams uh, in Omaha, off the top of my head. We got Virginia, Oral Roberts, Tennessee, Florida, LSU, Stanford, TCU, and there's one more that I can't think of. Who's I'm pulling up the board right now. Uh, it is Florida. Did you say for- Wake I Forest? Florida, Wake Forest. Yes, Wake yeah. Forest is the one I forgot. So out of those eight teams, Scoots, who's taking the most jello shots at this place in Omaha? Well, this isn't really fair because I saw the graphic yesterday. I believe Adam Luckett put it up, and it is LSU, not even close. Well, and if you know the teams, oh, okay. I feel like yeah. it, it, it wouldn't be even close just knowing – who they are as people, as LSU fans. The biggest surprise to me, though, in this early leaderboard, Oral Roberts is a – I'm pretty sure their their founder, Oral Roberts, was a Baptist evangelical. Oral Roberts is second on the board. Pretty pretty surprised there. Pretty stunned. I thought, I thought they might be teetotalers, but guess not. I, I guess do not. wonder how many just, like, average fans that are, like – because I'm sure Omaha – weekend in Omaha is probably fun for just the locals to get out, celebrate your city, see everybody else checking out your city, probably similar to a derby week to some comparative. So Um, I wonder how many people are just like, I'm not an Oral Roberts fan, but charge this one up to Oral Roberts. That's a pretty funny name. It has Oral in it. That that could be true. And here's the thing too. They were Methodists originally. So Methodists are, they're, they're down to booze. So yeah, okay, okay. That doesn't that doesn't eliminate them for contention. And also shout out to Oral Roberts. They had a Sweet Sixteen a couple of years ago, and I believe didn't they win in the first round this year as well? Uh, I don't know. I thought they didn't make it this year with Max Abbas Mamus Abbas. I thought they didn't make the tournament. Either way, like to have a Sweet Sixteen and a College World Series within I don't know three years of one another, pretty. Pretty awesome for a small school like that. They they did make the tournament this year, but they got smashed by Duke. That's what it was, is they were just they a were the trendy, upset pick. Yeah. Yes, they were yeah. the trendy upset pick, but Duke took them to, to the bone zone. Yep. Um, all right, the update from last night at 10 p.m. LSU 282, second place, as Roush mentioned, Oral Roberts at 129. So they have... 153 more LSU is 153 more shots than second place. I mean, the sad part about all of this is I would have assumed that Stanford would be the biggest nerds um, right after I got past my Oral Roberts misconceptions, but no, it's the fighting Lachlan McLean's Virginia. What a bunch of dorks. Imagine cheering for that school as your team. Couldn't be me. I don't think Locke is going to the College World Series, but I could see him going there and going to this bar and being like, I need I need to do my part. I'll go ahead and take three jello shots to Virginia. And he like takes one and he just can't do the other ones. He's like, his like, face take like cringes up. And then he eventually <laughs> just has to tell the bartender, like, can I get a refund on these two? You can take it off the board All for right. me if you need to. I actually just picture him being the guy that asked for a spoon. I can't get the jello out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Locke. Shame on Tennessee. You all are losers. Oh, yeah. Embarrassing. Same with uh, Florida, too. I, I do think at least Tennessee, they don't start playing until Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, nevertheless, I love the hashtag uh, oral in Omaha. Um, it is 
<laughs> well, did you see they made shirts that said like Oral Amaha? They just combined the words together and they put it on their officially licensed shirt. And people are like, what, what is this? How do you pronounce Oral Amaha? <laughs> it's a really dumb shirt. That being said, I would definitely get it if I was an Oral Roberts fan, because when are you going to be back? You never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be a good college world series though. LSU and Tennessee, don't they square off first or am I making that up? Uh, I don't even know. No. Once the uh, back cats were out, I was out. You but here's the thing, though. Stuff anymore. I'm with you, but at the same time, I kind of, I think I might watch a little bit of it. Because um, I'm, I'm interested to see if this LSU team, are they as good as I thought they would be, you know? Um, and you're right. Yeah, LSU, Tennessee, Saturday at 7. Uh, Oral uh, kicks things off with TCU. We got a battle in the state of Texas, followed by Virginia, Florida tonight at 7. Stanford, Wake Forest. I mean, they're really steering into these matchups. Stanford, Wake Forest, Battle of the Nerds, uh, Tennessee, LSU on Saturday. Ooh, were you under the impression that Oral Roberts is in Texas? Thought they were in uh, Houston, right? Ooh, sure not. Where Tulsa. Is... Oh, I mean, come on, Tulsa might as well be Texas. <laughs> you get the religion wrong. Now you get the city wrong. Are you just being disrespectful to Oral Roberts on purpose at this point? Texas, Oklahoma, they're they're basically the same, right? And they're they're SEC country. So I, you know, I just got to get better with my my new SEC country. I got a year to to hone in on my geography. Oral Roberts to the SEC. Uh, now that LSU Tennessee game should be good. If you're Florida, you probably like your draw. Uh, you get past Virginia, and you got to beat the winner of TCU. Oral Roberts, but it's double elimination. There's going to be some upsets. There's going to be some surprises, and then a potential interesting. If you're LSU, when do you pitch Skeens? Because you may you, have you, Wake, you may have Wake Forest waiting in the balance. Yeah, um, but based on the rotation, he pitched. Oh, that's good. They are like, will they give him the full week off to try to pitch him in the second game? I, I would just do it, play against Tennessee, just get it over with. Uh, do we know if those two played each other this year? I would imagine that they probably did. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. But I'm, I'm Google. Wake Forest is the real deal. I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of naturally a Wake hater ever since they whined about the college football playoff expanding, but they're a really good baseball team. I'll give them. I'll give them that. Uh, LSU won this first series, uh, winning the first two games and then dropping the last. Okay. Um, so the Batcats did to them before getting swept to the Super Regional. Correct, correct. So uh, 5-2 with Skeens on the hump um, the first time out. Mm. So I don't know. I, I feel like – it's got a weird format, but I do feel like getting the, the first win might be the most important. So maybe that's when they roll out Skeens, just to kind of give them a little, little Uncle Mo. Not a bad idea. Uh, all right, you didn't come here to listen to the Omaha preview. You, you well, we don't know why you're here. Why are you all here? What do you want to hear? What do you want to Texas? What do you want us to talk about? Uh, no, we've got a pop in Thornton's text line. We hope that you all keep that going. We, as every day for the rest of our life, seemingly we can talk about Antonio Reeves. I feel like we're in like an Antonio Reeves purgatory here. Uh, maybe we atone for some previous sins, and we'll get an announcement one way or another from him. Not impossible. You don't. You don't know. Uh, we could talk maybe a little football recruiting, a little bit of basketball, um, but I think that it's going to be a big text line day. So if you've got anything on the text line that you want to get off your chest, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton's text line that is, and make sure you pop into Thornton's to get your weekend started right. Get a donut. Bring some donuts in for the office. Thornton's will have you covered, and you'll be the hero heading into 
maybe a long weekend for you. And then you'll save money at the pump, too. And as Roush mentioned yesterday, gas prices, they're going up. Every little bit matters. Thornton's has you covered in that regard. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Hello, Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, it goes away. Oh, no, oh. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Roush, that was a, a, a poopy diaper change commercial break there. Oh, man. Got it finished before. Well done, sir. Well, that's, uh, that's always a cr- crunch time sort of deal. The, the the sweet wife was the one who did, I think, the, the heavy lifting on it. Uh, but I was the garbage man. So mm, bag man. Are you uh, take it out to the garage or oh, put, yeah. just put it in one of the pails? Gosh, like that's a point of contention in the house. N- not really. But I am get that thing as far away as you can from anywhere inside the house that we may be able to smell it. And I know that those cans are supposed to mask the smell. And for the most part, they do a good job. But one of those things gets half full or full. They stink. They smell horrible. So I'm always just take the stinky directly to the garbage can. So that's what what I did. That we were uh, the old house, so with baby number one, the garbage can was just right outside the door. Uh, it's a little bit farther now. Um, so uh, what what ended up happening, TJ, is sometimes you just buy the wrong garbage bags, and that happened last time. Got the bags without the ties, just like the uh, I don't know the little duddy ones that have the. I'm. I don't know how to describe them, but the 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 crappy garbage, like bags. the corner. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the cor- four corners that you have to tie. Together. Yeah, yeah, the stupid little four corners. They suck. So I'm really just like, you know what? We'll throw in the garbage bag. If it starts stinking, I'll take it out early. One last garbage bag till we get to buy the new good ones. But we got to use these duddy garbage bags. So why not just keep it in there for a little bit? Just talking a little baby poop here on your Friday morning. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Uh, I, we, we should have gotten this while we were more heavy into the golf talk, but did you all get your purchase windows for the 2024 PGA Championship? Those I emails did. got sent out yesterday. I got mine. Roush, did you get yours? Did you even sign up? No, no. I'm just wholly relying on media passes. Yeah, I think I'm going to go that route as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little bit risky, but if I'm not in media a year from now to be able to get media passes for that, then shame on me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna report you all because you, you're not gonna be doing media. You're gonna be partying, and that's not what it's all about. So uh, I'll be reporting. I'll, I'll be reporting both. We'll, we'll be able to come back here on the show and talk about it from a media perspective. <laughs> so. I would, it would be cool if we could do the show out there. I don't know if that's going to be a possibility or not, but that would be kind of neat. Like, I, I'm not one that – this radio show is for entertainment purposes only, but that would be kind of cool to be like, yeah, we did a radio show from the PGA Championship. 
That'd be neat. So, Scoots, you going to look into that for us? There were some talks a couple weeks ago. We were, I don't know if maybe it was last week when we were at Old Capitol for Spears and, and Dennison, if we were talking about that with Dugan or not. But, yeah, I had, I had discussions about that recently with somebody about us going out there. So, yeah, I'll do a little more digging. Well, how'd the discussions go? Did they go good? Are we going to do it? No, nah, it was just kind of up, really up in the air, like way high up in the air, like hot air balloon high. Mm, that's pretty high. Yeah. It's really hot. Trevor Kelsey high. <laughs> uh, anyways, I got I got a stupid C group assignment, and I'm getting all my friends showing me like B1s and stuff like that. What the hell is this? I signed up early. I had a special little promo code that they gave out to like Metro golfers in town. What What is the C group assignment? Where's the where? When do the B tickets get to choose their? Because ours is like what, June twenty seventh through twenty eighth or something. Twenty six. Okay. Twenty six through twenty seven. So when do they get to buy? I don't know. Hold on. Let me check. I got somebody that sent me one of them. Let me. I'll tell you when the B ones get to go. Yeah, I'm just curious how how the timeline works with all that. Oh my heavens! Nine o'clock on June twenty second. There's not going to be any tickets left over from the B ones. So four days before C's. Four days before Scoots. And then A's are probably four days before B's. Oh my god! A probably already has their tickets. I think UK School of Journalism behind this one way or another. It's the only thing I can think of at a time like this. All right, well, check your emails if you signed up for the 2024 PGA at Valhalla in Louisville. It's going to be the last time, in my opinion, that they're going to host a PGA championship. I really hope to be wrong about that. They're they're so rare as is. When was the last PGA championship before this one at Valhalla? 2016? That sounds right. Yeah, something like that, and then Tiger ended up not even playing. And then, Didn't? Um yeah, it's a rarity, and especially with the change of ownership, the PGA no longer owns Valhalla. Okay. I think they're going to continue to probably go to PGA-owned courses for this championship, and that's why I think we're not going to see it again, Scoots. Yeah, I was just going to bring up the fact that I, th- I thought they had an ownership change and the PGA relinquished it, but so thanks for clarifying that. And then, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'd love Valhalla to keep hosting. I, I don't care what, what turn. Bring back the Ryder Cup. Why, why not? Um, I hope they get other big things moving forward. I'm just not so sure about it. Did you all know that they're, they maybe already have done this, that like they're changing a lot of Valhalla and they want to make it like when you come into the gates off Shelbyville road, there's just going to be like a bunch of horses. That'd be cool. They want like, Uh, they want like the drive up to be like Magnolia lane, but with a Kentucky theme. So they're just going to do a bunch of horses. Now I have cool. I have never golfed there. I mean, obviously, because it's pretty hard to get on there. But I'm, I've just got to imagine if you when you start your round, do they light your golf cart on fire and just push you away? Do they light Bahala? Do... No, went over your head. Oh, never mind. Gotcha. I thought you were actually being serious. Like, do they make you have caddies or not? <laughs> no, I was. I think I, they used to. I, I don't was know just if under the new ownership. They do. I was just going for a Bahala joke. It's okay. I'm a little surprised, Scooch, you haven't looked into like being a caddy somewhere. You think I could? Yeah. When I Definitely. played at Oakmont, no big deal. They had caddies, and I just, the whole time, I was like, you know, Scooch, this would be something that Scooch, I bet, would be really good at and enjoy. Although you do hate walking and you get sore when you play golf in a cart. So actually, yeah, going up a hill could hurt your calves. Yeah. So three, t- three times a day. I'm not sure you're in the shape for that. <laughs> I did tell, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, though, because I had a discussion with my manager earlier this week at the hotel. And he, I came in and he was like, how's it going? And I was like, oh, another day of doing something that I hate. 
And so he stops and he was like, what do you, what do you want to do? He was like, if it was your choice, what would you want to do for work? And I was like, probably work on a golf course in any capacity. Just do whatever they need me to do. I think, I think I would be truly happy going to work if I was at a golf course. Plus, when you get off, you can just go out and, and knock around a few balls. Scoots, Peter Scoots Gibbons. So I was sitting in my cubicle today and I realized ever since I started working, every single day of my life has been worse <laughs> than the day before. So that means every single day that you see me, that's the worst day of my life. There's there's Scoots for you. A uh, nice little office face. Pretty quote. much. That's pretty much uh, me. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm saying that about you. I'd love to be a caddy at a really nice golf course. Like, I, you know, I, I think the money's good. I don't think it's necessarily great. It is somewhat seasonal, so you got to factor that into the money as well. But I would love just walking a golf course for a job, and then like telling these rich people, like, "Yeah, you're you're in the rough. It was a horrible shot. Sorry." <laughs> I mean, Scoots, we know a PGA Tour caddy. I mean, maybe he can give you a few tips, and you know, maybe you're in. That's maybe, true. Maybe that's your calling. That's true. What what if I what if I went down that avenue, and then five six years from now, I'm on the PGA Tour? How fun would that be? Yeah. Kind of how it worked out for Fleener. Yep. I mean, he was doing radio and doing blogs, and then he kind of got synced up with somebody that I think was on like the Latin American tour. And then, mm -hmm. you know, one thing leads to another. And now he's caddying the nicest courses in the world and making pretty good moolah doing it. Lucky guy. Living the life. Living the life. Uh, JT Poston didn't have a great day yesterday, unfortunately, but. He'll just bounce back today. That's all that means. Unless I took a nail, but tonight I bounced back. Roush, anything you want to get to uh, here, or should we just get into the text line? Uh, let's uh, get into the text line, see where they take us. 502-414-1450. It's a good place to start. Texter says, uh, did we finish yesterday? We did not. No, we. No. yes, we did. We did. We were all proud that we finished it. Yes, we finished it. <laughs> Scoots wears wool line shoes to cut grass in the middle of summer. That's the strangest keeping a mattress on the floor. Man, this is pretty strange, Scoots. You're a strange <laughs> fellow. I, I saw that text come in yesterday during Spears, and it's uh, wool is maybe not the best way to describe it. It's more of like a cotton lining. It's just a lining. It's not know, warm. It doesn't. Don't know why you wouldn't just have the the ones you can sweat in the. The summer Crocs. I can't. I mean, I've had these Crocs for probably fifteen years now, so they're they're POSs if we're being honest. So I, I don't really care. Are they what the happens. only Crocs? Uh, they're the only ones I have now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, Sounds just... like it's you need some some new Crocs. Uh, hey dudes have replaced Crocs in my life, for what it's worth. Oh. What are hey dudes? Oh, oh my gosh, on, TJ! TJ trade, change your life, this is brother. Right up your alley. Change your life. They are cheap, super comfortable shoes. Most comfortable shoes I mean, I've ever wore. They're the new why, Sperry's, TJ. Basically. Why would that be? Why would that be up my? What the hell is this? Why would this be up my alley? This is like <laughs> I'm shocked that you don't have three pairs of Hey Dudes. What do you you're mean? The, what, you're what the perfect. This? What does this demo. mean? You're the perfect demo. They're dad shoes, man. Yeah, they're they they're are like, dad they're, shoes. They're sockless dad shoes. Um, it, it's. I would I would actually say that like the kids did get a hold of them first. Like I probably saw them on my younger cousin first. But yeah, they're they're the, they're the real bee's knees right now. And like, they're I just cheap. Got a pair. Yeah, they're very affordable. I'm not a big shoe guy. Like I'll usually have like one shoe a year. 
and those are my shoes. Well, you need two to walk, so you might want to invest in another one, buddy. Hey, oh! <laughs> two to one today, man. That was a good one. I did one. have a moment uh, uh, this week, TJ. They, um, uh, you know, people like to bust my chops for listening to Pardon My Take too much, but uh, <laughs> they uh, they did a Mount Rushmore of things that make you feel old, and one of them was buying two of the same thing just because you like it and a few like it was right before derby i bought two pairs of asics running shoes i was like these are the best shoes i'm just gonna get two of them why not uh very very old of me but i don't care they're very comfortable i don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna entertain me or not but there had to be like some sort of deal buy one get one. Oh yeah yeah definitely okay. it was out at the outlet um you know 40 percent off or 60 percent off or something like that so I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm definitely getting both of both of these shoes. I've, I've got nothing. I, I, you're not going to catch any guff for me with the part of my take, guys. I just I, I've like fallen out of listening to it, and it's now been a long time. Every so often, I'll throw on an episode. They're still hilarious, and they do a good job. It's just you know, it's two and a half hours. I usually like if I start something, I like to finish it, and I was just having a tough time finishing them, and then it was like I'd get behind on them, so just kind of stopped altogether listening, but. Uh, nobody should give you guff for listening to those guys. They put on a good product. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it, it was one of their life episodes. Those are fun, and and I'm with you. I, I'm I'm more of just the interviews guy for the most part now. Yeah, uh, gotcha. maybe after well, big games. Uh, I guess I it did. Is Mount Rushmore season for them, isn't it? It's uh, starting up. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that was with uh, Titus and like all of Mark Titus's selections were just. Uh, getting mad about uniforms was one of his selections and also getting mad about game times. And I'm like, gosh, we've had that radio conversation so many times. Gosh, I'm old. Um, I also had another old man moment the other day where I direct messaged a podcast host thanking him for putting out a good product. And he messaged back. <laughs> I love that. And I was actually very hyped about it because uh, he's also uh, with the Avid brothers. And I'm a, I, I went to their shows 10 years ago, I'll, I'll go to their shows now. I think they're actually doing, uh, uh, what's it, Bourbon and Beyond. Um, they advertise quite a bit on the station. I've already got friends uh, asking if we're going to pass out Bourbon and Beyond tickets uh, this fall. So, very popular event. Hopefully, Big X gets our hands on some of those to do some giveaways. Because um, I, I know everybody loves that that concert series. Uh, after Hopefully, we, we, get, we get some ourselves. Seriously, though, uh, and here's one thing, too, folks, that I'm not I believe that the Saturday night show, which is the Black Keys, if I'm not mistaken, that's Kentucky 730. Yeah, that's the Black Keys and that and the Avid Brothers. And that would be the most fun day to go. Old Crow Medicine Show. I believe that's the 730 Akron kickoff game. So what? 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 You yeah. may have some Louisvillian Kentuckians being like, eh, I'll catch the Akron game on my phone. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of those, but I'm 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 missing the Vandy game, so I can't I can't go out missing a bunch of them. But gosh, 730 kickoff for that one. But you know what? People will be able to enjoy some cold beverages. So, you know, there's competition for that. Black Keys, by the way, just one of my favorite concerts ever. So if you're if you're thinking about it, I I would recommend pulling up your phone and watching Kentucky Akron and just enjoying the Black Keys. They're they're so much fun. I do feel like there's a difference between music festival concerts and like more intimate. It doesn't necessarily even have to be inside. But did you see them at a music festival or did you see them at like Iroquois yeah. Amphitheater or something it, like that? It was uh, it was Forecastle back in the day. Mm, okay. uh, I was also you know. 24 22 
So that makes a difference. But um, yeah, you know, you're you're exactly right, and um, it would be cool to see one of them and see them in a smaller venue. Uh, the Avett Brothers, I've seen in a lot of different venues, and the one in Charleston, West Virginia, we went to was kind of like a West Virginia version of the Palace, and that's to say that it was instead of like ornate um, designs and like kind of Greek Roman Roman Greco kind of ornate architecture inside it was it was plain jane but it was really pretty kind of oak all over the place really cool setting and then when we got out of the show it was snow all over the ground and we just kind of walked through their downtown to a local dive bar to uh, i mean it was it was a lot of fun so I'm, I'm with you tj but i think uh as far as the black keys go they're, they're good pretty much anywhere yeah, and that's the thing is if you loved them at a music festival, then that means they're probably only better. Like if you are cool with it at a music festival, it probably means you're going to like it anywhere else. And mm-hmm. sometimes people see some uh, see somebody up close and personal and be like, that was such an amazing show. And then you'll see it at a music festival. And this coming from somebody that's not a big music guy anyway, so I'm probably not the one to even have these takes. But you'll mm-hmm. see them at a, a music festival. You'll be like, oh, that was different than what I was used to. And it's natural because at that, you you know, you're probably 30,000 people or even more at some of these festivals where you may have saw them in a venue of like 5,000, 6,000 or however many it may be. So just you put on a different show given your surroundings in a lot of instances. But uh, we'll be talking more about the bourbon and beyond and louder than life. That's in that around yeah. the same time. Yeah, that's either the week before or the week after. Um, and man, it. The more I learn about these events, too, the kind of cooler it is. Because um, it's not my favorite. The where, where they have it out at the fairgrounds, it isn't the most scenic place. But they have done a great job in the last two or three years of making it very convenient to get in and out. Uh, I mean, hell, they even have free bike parking. And I was thinking, like, oh, man, it's not very far away. I could, I could hoof it over there uh on the old bicycle but uh they, they they've done a really good job uh at, at managing that area because tj the not to be you know a snob by any means but really a lot of those music festivals the convenience of getting in and out or being able to get a drink or whatever it might be really does reign supreme and uh, i had some friends who just went to hang out on the beach down in the panhandle and uh i never i never ventured out to a bunch of music festivals but i think that one is uh, good enough to where maybe one year in my old age I can I can still be able to hang and uh, and make it to the beach because that, that apparently there it's just like the most perfect setup for uh, for a big concert series. You think you could hang and hang out? Oh yeah, I, even even as a thirty year old, I think it's not like Bonnaroo where you got to like commit to a week of your life of living in stank and hot Tennessee. You know, there's an ocean breeze, right? You get a hotel that's within walking distance and. Um, the wines aren't bad at all. They got, yeah, they, they seem to have it figured out down there. Well, good, good. Uh, I know people that go to that, they've said nothing but great things. I'm probably too old for it, but that's okay. Ah, you're not too old, TJ. Making, making a trip for it, but Roush, it's a big picnic night in town. Oh, yeah. The giant picnic versus the be- best show on Dixie Highway. St. Paul's picnic is back better than ever. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, Saturday chicken dinners back too, uh, for the first time in a few years, Knights of Columbus is stepping up to the plate to make it happen at St. Paul. So a couple of great venues that, uh, uh, missing this year, but, uh, probably the next 15 years I'll be, I don't know, working behind a grill, doing something. 
Wow. That's how much you care about that place, that you got the hell out of town during their biggest weekend of the year. Oh, come on. Unbelievable. I thought you oh, liked I'm, that place. Hey, I, I, I helped set up. Um, I'm, you know, I'm good. I got, you've I got the, my hours. You've got the splinter to show for it. <laughs> my blood, sweat, and splinters. Right here. Look at it, buddy. Uh, I hope all the church picnics do well tonight. I think the weather's supposed to be solid for it. I actually haven't pulled it up. Scoots is supposed to tell us the weather to start every show, and he's it's, like failed the last four weeks. It's going to be great. It's going to be a little hazy. We've got continued smoke from the Canadian wildfires rolling in, so visibility is going to get pretty low at some point tonight, but the weather will be beautiful. Just a little smoke. Nothing to be scared of, folks. Yeah, when you're throwing them back, visibility is going to get a little low. That's right. Come on. <laughs> High of 81 today. It's going to be really, really nice today. But you're right. I took the dog for a late night walk last night, and it was a little – it was weird. It was weird. There was just kind of haze everywhere. Supposedly the air quality, really bad, um, especially for sensitive groups. So U of L fans, stay inside. <laughs> Hey-oh. Our number well, one. Still, I'm so mad about Haley Van Lith. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> gosh. We're a bunch of dorks. They are like get over it. People transfer all the time. Your football team is made up of half transfers, and you're getting mad because you had a transfer leave in women's basketball. Get over yourselves. Yeah, I can't believe the reaction there. Hour one is done. We still have plenty. I mean, a ton of Thornton's text line to get to, so keep them rolling in. 502-414-1450. The next voice you hear when Kentucky roll call returns is going to be Nick Roush's radio host voice for his trivia special it'll be scoots versus me in game one best of seven series nick roush will take it away when krc returns after this Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from all around the world, welcome into Trivia Friday here on Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Nick Roush, your host. In one corner, we have Bustin' Justin Kalen, the Scooter Dingus. And in our other corner, the sports talker, TJ Walker, in the first of a seven-game showdown on Trivia Friday. Today's theme, trivia. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Trivia-themed trivia. Damn it. Yeah, I'm we messed up, Scoot. I'm screwed. I'm screwed. We, me- we messed up. <laughs> this week, Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak announced he's retiring from Wheel of Fortune after spinning the wheel for 41 years. Vanna White has been with him the whole way. What was the first letter she ever selected way back in 1982? TJ Walker, you're the reigning champion. You have the board first. What did she press first? Do, do Scoots and I just guess until we get the number correct? Um, she turned over in A. Oh, I'm going E for sure. Oh, wow. Didn't think this one through. Um, 
far as that goes. Uh, <laughs> I, do I go who's closest in the alphabet? It's your trivia, pal. All no. right, well, just go go back and forth. Also, you're buying a vowel for the. First, I don't think anybody's buying a vowel on their first spin. First off, sometimes that does happen. Secondly, I'll go L. Uh, I'm gonna go R. Man, Rosh's trivia off to a great start. We're just <laughs> guessing twenty. We're gonna guess twenty six letters. Uh, M. S. Uh, Justin. Keep on N keeping on. As in Nick Roush. No, that is incorrect. T is in Tom. T is in Tom. Hey! Ding, 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 ding. Woohoo! Boo! <laughs> Great question, man. Roush. Scooch is so much smarter at trivia than me. <laughs> Following the passing of Alex Trebek at age 80, finding a replacement was no easy task. How many guest hosts took the podium before the show settled on a permanent host? Ooh. Or two or three. There you Scooch. go. That's, that's a better question. Yeah, TJ, you've got an advantage of this. You're a Jeopardy guy. I'm going to say, I don't know. Nine, TJ. Nine is honestly probably the number that I would have said. I'll go. I'll go ten. They did. They did have a bunch, um, but ten is a lot of people too. I'll go ten. It was actually sixteen. TJ gets the point. All right. All right. I didn't Four realize it was that many people. I knew it was a lot, but Scoot. If I had gone first there, I would have said nine for what it's worth. Mm. I almost there, there went were, twelve. There were a lot of names too that I saw in there that I don't. Because they did a lot of people who were just big big winners in addition to folks that were celebrities. Uh, from 2005 to 2012, the Cash Cab surprised unsuspecting travelers in New York City with trivia during their jaunts across Manhattan. Approximately how many city blocks are on the island of Manhattan from south to north? TJ. Oh, my gosh. I love Cash Cab. This doesn't really have much to do with that. Um, great show. I I'd get into, I'd go, like the one time I went to New York, like every cab I'd go into, I'd be like, is there light? Is that a, ca- a camera? No, 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 they wouldn't do it. It'd be a normal stupid cab. But that being said, I will say that there is 120. Whoa, I was going to go way less than that. I'm thinking like 72. Ooh, there's actually twice as many as TJ said. Wow. Wow, nice. A lot of Manhattan, pretty big. Uh, what they say. Yeah, yeah. What's funny, TJ, is uh, uh, the stuff you should know, folks, I listen to. Uh, a guy shared a similar affinity for Cash Cab, and he always wanted to get in Cash Cab. Well, at the time, he was working on a show that was by Discovery. So they're like, are you an employee of Discovery Channel? And he was like, oh, yes. Yes, I am. So I can't be on the Cash Cab. And he was so disappointed. Like. <laughs> So he actually got into the cash cab? He actually got lucky enough to get into the cash cab. And wow. then it was, it was at the time, like the two-year stint when he was working for Discovery. Uh, it didn't happen often. Sometimes you get people in the cash cab that'd be like, no, 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 get me out of here. Like, I don't want to be on, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Pull over. And I do love the fact that you got kicked out once you lost. Like, you just had to get, get the hell out cab. of the cab. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the thing was, is they would at least get you closer, and it was a free ride if you could get far enough. But, um, yeah, great show. Great show. You could shout uh, at a stranger. That was fun. <laughs> uh, from 1999 to 2001, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire became a worldwide phenomenon, eventually inspiring an Oscar winner for Best Picture and a baffling skit to Dumber Mifflin's Company Picnic. During the original run on ABC, hosted by Regis Philbin, Scooter Dingus, how many contestants won the top prize? Oh, from 99 to 01? Or in, yeah. in Philbin's whole run? 
just before it went into syndication, like when it was on that primetime slot for three seasons. There wasn't very many. Um, I'm going to go with five. I was thinking more than that. I think there's probably more than we thought um, or more that like were made totally public. Everybody remembers when the guy called his dad to let him know, I don't need any help. I just want to let you know I'm going to be a millionaire. I'll say 12. We are going to meet in the middle beneath that Georgia pine. TJ's close enough. It was nine. Damn it. Nine people won. Who wants to be a millionaire before the show went into syndication in daytime TV? Um, but yeah, very close. Only by one spot. Good <sighs> four away. TJ win? was three away. So yes, TJ wins the first round. Let's do the tiebreaker because I, I like this tiebreaker. Let's do it. Uh, there has been one perfect score in the showcase showdown on The Price is Right. It turned into a streaming documentary, The Perfect Bid. What was The Perfect Bid? Oh, no, man. That's just, that's just play a guess a <laughs> yeah. total number. Guess the numbers, yeah. this is. I mean, and that's what this kind of turned into, and that's why I had the alphabet one that turned out tragically. But uh, <laughs> 20, <we're learning. laughs> 27,129. Mm, I was I was going three digits here, like two hundred and eighty-two and seventy-nine cents. That's uh, showcase showdown, Scoots. Oh, oh, I missed that part of it. Okay, okay, hang yeah. on, time out. All right, I'll change to thirty-one thousand two hundred eighty. Uh, man, and it's actually uh, TJ there. It was twenty-three thousand seven hundred forty-three. It was a trailer that was loaded with a bunch of stuff and a lot of. Uh, a lot of people suspected him of cheating. They actually had to stop after he made the guess. They stopped the game, and then like producers talked with Drew Carey, and they were like, uh, "Are we sure this guy isn't cheating?" They kind of went over. It. They never had. It was the first time they ever had a perfect guess on Prices Right back in '07. I want to say. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little documentary, and they they uh, the guy in the there was a guy in the crowd. You know how they shout, shout price numbers. He actually takes credit for it because he used to try to memorize prices for all of the stuff. Um, but the guy who won the won the actual bid was uh, um, he he's like no 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 this was because of the date of birth of so and so he had some kind of bullcrap reasoning. But uh, nevertheless, I, if you go back and watch the video, I feel really bad for the lady he's going up against because she was only off by like two hundred dollars from her uh, showcase showdown win. Imagine getting that close and then losing because the other person gets a perfect score. Yeah, that would be horrible. That that would stink. We watched one like we never watched Prices Right. We were maybe it was I don't know maybe it was Memorial Day or whatever, but it was on, uh, and we were like, "Hey, this is kind of fun." We the wife and I can play play this game. Um, We whoever was in the showcase showdown that episode, they got it within like a hundred or two hundred, and they got both of the prizes. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that you could do that. Like, get close enough to get Bofa. I think if you're oh, within yeah, a you're, thousand is the number. I think within a thousand, I think that's right. But Drew Carey was like, he was like, oh, you, the actual price? Do, 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 do. And like, they went nuts because they knew they won. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, you win, you win both of them, actually. It was, it's like, you maybe make a big, bigger deal about that. That would be, that'd be pretty cool. Of course. Wonder how that works with the prizes. You have to pay taxes on the prizes. See, and that's oh, what yeah. I wondered. I know you. I know you pay taxes on the money. monetary on the money. So like, and and they probably won money in addition to the prizes. But I'm guessing all that money would just go to taxes for the prizes. 
Yeah, probably so. And then I also, my wife was like, no, they, they may not get like any of those prizes. They may just take the cash option on all of it. And then that just gets directly taxed. And oh, that's what you, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They could do that. Scoots. If you could be on any game show. Ooh, good question. Good what, summer radio question. Yeah, what would what would your preferred game show? What would you be best at? This this one's easy for me. I'm going on the one that um you you just got to think the least about, and that is uh, deal or no deal for sure. Oh, I thought you were gonna do the the Wayne Brady the one. No, uh, so let's make a deal. No, I, very simple. No, deal or no deal would be mine for sure. You can make a case that there's a lot of thinking involved in Deal or No Deal. Well, that's the, well, that's because people overthink it. But that game's simple. You just can't overthink it. Got to go with your heart. But the problem is, Scoots, you would be a bad contestant if you just went with your gut every time. They want you to like think out loud and. Oh yeah, Roush. I used I used to have a Deal or No Deal video game, and I got the biggest prize a lot because I went with my gut. So it would be the exact it would be the exact same in real life. Oh, How fun sure. would that video game be? Uh, it didn't didn't last very long. <laughs> oh, I mean, by that logic, any of these games—that's uh, not just direct trivia knowledge. Uh, you could just go with your gut. Like Price is right. I don't know what this costs. I'll go with my gut. Right? Yeah, but you need to be a little more educated. Guess about it. You know, <laughs> that's, that's deal or no deal, though. They you, it, they're already like you're you're risk weighing what their offer is versus what you actually have. It is a math thing. See the offers. I don't know. I'd I'd probably take the first one they offered me. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna give you twelve thousand five hundred. Deal. You got. Yeah, it. I'm in. That's cool. You, you could have a million in your briefcase. No, no, I'm cool. No with big that. deal. I don't think I have it. Go ahead and give me that. <laughs> They would always have that at like arcade games. They'd have the deal or no deal, and that was a little different, Scooch, because you could win tickets based on what you got in your prize. And I don't know if they still do this or not, but people figured out because they shuffle them before. But of course, it'd be such like a nonsensical shuffle; nobody with the naked eye would be able to keep up with the briefcase. But people learned that you could film it, and then you could just slow down the as you can on an iPhone. You could just slow down the video and follow where the million dollar one was, and it was just a one hundred percent way to get the million dollar one each and every time. Good, which grief. I think would only be like a hundred tickets or something like that, or however many tickets it'd be. Uh, but that kind of took the fun out. But that game at the arcade would be fun. I yeah. just don't know if it'd be fun on a video game to play like back to back to back to back to back. I mean, it's not something I sat down and played for four, five, six hours. Oh, okay. You, you just hop a- on, play a few games, call it a day. <laughs> But you get the big prize a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my answer for this, TJ, there's a it's it's basically family feud. Um, and it's called America says the difference is they give you the first letter of each word that you have to kind of guess up there. That's a it's a fun little game show. Um, we'll watch quite a bit uh, with the in-laws here. Um Brother-in-law's big game show guy. So that, that that one's a fun one. America Says. I don't, I don't think I've ever, I've ever even heard of it. It's a, it's it's the game show network's like big uh, in-house production. Is that kind of like yeah. chain the chain link game? That sounds like. Where you're like connecting two words together and they give you the first letter of every word in between. That one's different, but uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Same concept. Uh, but it's it's like this. It's almost the same exact concept as Family Feud, except instead of taking turns, you get a minute to say as many as you want, kind of going in order, guessing these. Uh, you know which 
I mean, it's family feud topics, just less, uh, less Steve Harvey ish, you know, Steve Harvey, great family feud host. I was going to ask how many family feud hosts have there been, but it's only four or five. You could probably rattle them all off, off the top of your head. I would have guessed four on that. Yeah. I, I would have said five. three. Richard Dawson, Lucerson, Richard Karn. And, um, there's like a gray haired dude who did it for a while that you would recognize. And then Steve Harvey. Actually, it might Not be six. But yeah, Steve Harvey, great. Great at his job. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Shady Rays is great at their job. If you want nice-looking polarized sunglasses, it's summertime. You need some shades from ShadyRays.com, a Kentucky-based company, uh, even say an X-based company. If you want to go a little deeper into the whole thing, go to ShadyRays.com. Check out their amazing selection of polarized sunglasses. They've got a 30-day money-back guarantee. They've got a replacement pair promise. If something happens to your sunglasses or if nothing happens to them at all, you just want your order again, uh, you pay a small processing fee, get your order back. Each and every order means they're giving more food to hungry folks throughout America, uh, which is great. It makes you even feel better when you're buying Shady Ray. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. Speaking uh, of um, St. X, your St. X guy got an offer from UK, TJ. Yeah. Way to Marlon go. Marlon Harbin. Mm-hmm. Marlon yeah. Harbin. I asked some people like, okay, is this is this kid good? Uh, he's probably going to be uh, he's probably going to be one of the little scat kind of slot receivers, but he'll, he'll he's going to get some some big time offers. So one to keep an eye on. I, I did forget though, TJ, that uh, Kevin Wallace, the same next coach, his son Ryan is on Louisville staff. So that's it's going to be a difficult place to recruit if Saint X starts pumping out D one talent. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry about that so much. Like, it's it's not nothing, as we say so often here on Kentucky Roll Call. It's not nothing. But I get the sense Kevin Wallace is not going to funnel players to a certain place. He's going to look at what the best situation is for specific kids and individual situations. And he would be naive not to understand what playing at UK and the SEC could mean for some of his players. It, it It'd be a big deal. Uh, there's going to be some that maybe are better fits for U of L, and I have no doubt that he's going to have no. Pr- I think most. I think honestly, in the few interactions I've had with him and hearing about Kevin Coach Wallace, I don't. I think he's probably going to stay out of recruitments in large part. That the, doesn't mean if he's not asked for an opinion, he may not give it. But I, I don't think he's going to play the recruiting game. The I, really, if if this kid, it depends on how good this kid is. Where it's going to really help is for people like Micah Carter that are a bit of a risk. Uh, you know, the Louisville and his Ryan Wallace will be more apt to take a risk on a kid uh, from St. X than they would elsewhere, just to kind of maintain that relationship sort of deal. So if this kid's legit, I don't, you know, then you're right. It, it probably is a little bit uh, irrelevant. Um, I did see, did you see where Kentucky's losing a uh, – prominent member of the coaching staff i did i did the best tight end in our lifetimes no oh well yeah tammy yeah and in the stoops, in the stoops era. J- james whalen was and, really good too Derek smith but yeah and, in the stoops and he's, era, and he's the best in my lifetime that's the yeah, definitive yeah. answer there and and honestly um the way things are shaping up i would expect uh I, I, would, I would hope and expect that Dingle and Caddis can 
surpassed Conrad, CJ Conrad's accomplishments, but he was a, a mainstay and really a part of that group that helped get Kentucky over the top. Uh, started, I mean, started as a true freshman, played four years. Um, he's he's a part of our intro uh, here on Kentucky Roll Call, catching that game-winning touchdown against Missouri. He's been on the staff for a while, TJ, and it was it was time. Uh, he did maybe a year more than most GAs do because he was so well liked in that locker room and in that coaching staff. But you know, you you got to break off, you got to do your own thing, and so he's going to be going to. Eastern Kentucky University to be the tight ends coach for Walt Wells down there. Who Walt Walt was a former quality control guy at UK. Uh, he had that medical scare last year too. That was mm-hmm. kind of terrifying. But um, yeah, he there, there's a close connection between the two programs. Uh, EKU's on the schedule this year, uh, and he's not the only one. Maxwell Smith, I think, is the quarterbacks coach at EKU as well. So a couple of former Wildcats that played for Stoops getting their their first legit. Uh, assistant coaching jobs just right down the road in Richmond. Yeah, it almost feels somewhat like a feeder system for a place that nearly beat UK back in, what, 2015? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dorian Baker. The touchdown who, uh, maker. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, and the two-point conversion converter in that instance. Yeah, he, Dorian Baker, for as much guff as we get, like he, you want to talk about a complicated legacy because he did have the dropsies pretty badly. But he has some huge plays in his career. I mean, people forget that touchdown he had against Louisville was incredible uh, in the far end zone. That gave UK, I think that tied the game up before Lamar fumbled it. Um, But it was like a 40-yard bomb. Um, So Dorian had some big plays. It was just, that came to mind because there's a kid that camped uh, with UK this week, Dorian Williams, aptly named, who's who's very similar to Dorian Baker. Like a big, great-looking athlete. Uh, this kid, you know, both from Ohio. This one's played a lot less uh, football. Um, he only got started in football because he lost a bet. It, coaches tried to get him out to play football for years. He's a basketball player. And a uh, PE teacher said, if I hit a half-court shot before you, you got to come out for football. PE teacher hits a half-court shot. Now the kid's a, a power five receiver recruit. So uh, went on a little tangent there. He is officially visiting, I believe, this weekend along with a handful of other guys. They got a couple running backs in town, Tavani Mazel, uh, Jason Patterson. So, uh, But the big one this weekend, the big, big-time recruit this weekend is uh, Shaq McCroy, uh, Jaquan Shaq McCroy. Uh, Kentucky first got on his radar when they were recruiting Jacoby Albert back in the day, uh, a four-star from Alabama who ended up transferring after coming to UK for a season. But nevertheless, UK was the first to really get in on Shaq McCroy. And he's one of the two blue chip top 150 offensive tackle prospects where it's like, all right, cats, you got to get one of them between Jonathan Daniels or Shaq McCroy. You need to get one of them to really kind of hang your hat on. Um, so let's, let's, let's make it happen. Uh, in McCroy's case too, TJ, he's been to Oregon. He's recently been to Arkansas. Feels like every time after there's a visit, there's a lot of buzz that he this school is in a great place for him. Um, when ultimately, even if Kentucky does secure a commitment, there's it's going to be a leverage game. It's going to be how much money is going to be offered. And this is, for each player, it's going to go down to uh, the wire on signing day. So I'm not going to try to get too high or too low on either, but obviously it would be a great look for the Cats if they could get either one of those guys on board early. 
Yeah, and, and it's one of those situations where if you were to land a commitment in that instance, it is it's on the back of your mind that the commitment's only as good as long as the player says that it's good. Uh, but if he were to pick elsewhere, it'd be like, all right, well, hopefully UK will continue to kind of poke and prod and see if they can change his mind before signing day. But yeah, in the nil era, these commitments, especially the high-profile ones, you're going to get some teams in some instances that if they don't land a commitment, two, three months later, whether valid or invalid, they're going to go to that prospect and be like, so we talked to a donor. I don't, you know, I know you're committed to so-and-so, but just so you know, I think our offer is a little bit higher than it was. And for some players, that's going to register. And they're going to go back to the other school they're committed to and say, well, hey, you know, I love you all. I'm committed to you all. But just talk to Oregon and Phil Knight kicked in another 25K. Is that... Where are you all feeling about that? Um, that's just recruiting in 2023. So that, that mm-hmm. again, especially with the high-profile guys. And UK wants to be at the the big kid table. You, you well, got to get these big, quite literally, big kids. One, one other thing to consider, it actually might be a bad thing if you get a early commitment because that could just be leverage that he's wanting for the other school to pay more. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's – Yeah. Like, I, hey, like, I want to go here, but unless you all pony up, look how serious I am. I'm committing to this place. So, exactly. like, you know, you're still the hometown <laughs> school or you're still where I dreamed of playing. But if you don't get if you don't pony up, I'm I, I'm serious about this. Yeah, you're right about that. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy world we're living in. Um, Speaking of nil. Quiet day yesterday with the Antonio Reeves. We're still in a holding pattern. I, I do think every day this drags on, the worse it is for UK. And I've, I've felt this way for a while, so it's not been not been great for, uh, for, for UK, I think, in this Antonio Reeves situation. And when you got that positive momentum last weekend, and especially on Monday, it was like, all right, well, they're saying Tuesday. And if not Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, those days came and came and went. And if anything, by the end of Wednesday, you'd heard some like, eh, actually, no, it may not, it may not be great news. Uh, Jeff Goodman did confirm that he is currently active, an active student at Illinois State, which we probably thought was the case but we weren't 100% sure if it was updated or if it just had a ton of people on. the. They just never really cleared their student registry or whatever it may be. Which, um, by the way, uh, man, Goodman citing the registrar for academic information. Bold strategy, you dingus. <laughs> Why is that? Is that a no-no? Yeah, it's like they're, academic institutions aren't supposed to give out any personal information on their students. That could be a FERPA violation. So I don't... Yeah, really, I don't know what the hell Goodman's doing. And does it feel like Jeff is like he's always been a little bit more uh what's the word I'm looking for? Colorful than most insiders are in this profession. And he's gotten away with it, but like and I know he's just working for stadium in field of sixty eight, so there's not a whole lot of uh people who are going to um you know, potentially punish him for violating journalism ethics. But, like, I, I just can see a scenario where he just steps in it really big in the near future, trying to be takey, and ends up having to go away for a little while before coming back. Because I I just, in his attempts to get all the attention and have eyes on me, I, I just, I, I could see him being doing something real dumb. Because yesterday could have, I mean... <laughs> You're sharing academic information. It's one thing if Johnny so-and-so tweets out a screenshot 
of him and this kid enrolled in classes. It's another thing for Jeff Goodman to say the registrar told me this academic information. Yeah, I, I, a take about a take. That's what we're here for. Uh, yeah. Big X Sports Radio. Summer radio, baby. Our, our buddy, quite literally, buddy, Big Blue Bud on Twitter, who's a funny account and you should be following, he replied to the Jeff Goodman tweet and said, the register being terminated from her job 14 months from retirement because Jeff decided to do journalism for the first time this decade. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I bet Jeff blocked him. Jeff that's did block does. him. He did yeah, block that's him. That's what he does. Yeah. He, if you respond... Uh, there was multiple people on though who tweeted him about, like, "What are you doing, you idiot?" And he just blocked all, blocked them all and acted like it never happened. <laughs> I didn't know Crazy. that. I didn't know that that was like a huge deal at the register, uh, the registrar, and, and like you. But him blocking people pretty pretty weak just because they're <laughs> responding out. to your yeah. report. Yeah, but man, the dude doing journalism for the first time in a decade was uh that line really got me. <laughs> All right, let's take our last break. Nothing but Thornton's text line when we return on your Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, Antonio Reeves' middle name is Dudley, which is fun. Let's live it up. Let's live it up. I got my money. Hey. Let's spin it up. Let's spin it up. Go out and smash it. Smash it. Like on my car. Like on my car. Jump out that sofa. Come on. Let's get get off. Fill up my car. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo! I'm the man. Woo! <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday. Are we doing a show Monday or not? We don't have to. I'd say no. I'd say no. It's it's my Father's Day gift to you all, remember? Oh, I thought you and Trevor were doing the show. No, no, he's busy. Oh, is that what it is? He he couldn't make it that time, yeah. You guys really let us down. We were hoping you'd do that. I'll talk to him. You know who never lets lets us down, TJ? Who's that? Salsaritas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single time I go in there, outstanding experience, outstanding food. Um, and it doesn't have to be just when you're going there. Hey, why don't do, do Dad a favor? Maybe cater some Salsaritas. Get a bunch of taco meats, flame-grilled meats. So good. Mix in with that spicy salsa, a little guacamole to cool things down, or some delicious queso. Salsaritas has it all. Two locations, one in St. Matthews, one in Middletown. Download the Salsaritas app and get rewards. Check them out today. We love them. Two locations in Louisville. It is delicious at Salsaritas. TJ, you know what's happening today? Golf. Yeah, um, but also something that only happens maybe twice a year. It's almost like an eclipse. Scoots is going to talk to a girl? No, no. Mitch Barnhart is doing a press conference. Wow. Yeah. 2 p.m., which means that at 1.30, they're going to officially announce the sales of beer, I would imagine. Um, I, I doubt they're going to do – I'm sure they're going to do the official release to say it's finalized, and then Mitch is going to take some questions. So, big um, – nice little treat. We rarely get the Mitch Barnhart press conference. It's um, interesting to hear what he has to say. 
not only about the beer, but also about the other program that's not really saying anything. They're they're having a basketball media op this weekend without a media op. So you can shoot, but you can't ask questions to anybody under any circumstances or gulag. All right. Well, how how long is Mitch Barnhart going to talk? You think? Oh, seventy eight minutes, and it's going to be four questions. Just going to wind him up, let him go. Yeah, and, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to be getting the UK fan. Like I said yesterday, they're going to be getting beer. That's all that matters. That's most important. But he he will be obnoxious in his description of it. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know what it'll be. I don't even know what it'll yeah. be. But it'll, he's, it'll annoy he, he's definitely going to say something though. That's going to be like, really, Mitch? It's going to be something just like, you, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's going to just put an emphasis on like how safety is going to be the number one priority. Which fine, it's beer at a game. Other places have been doing it for centuries. It, it'll, we'll be okay. I'm um, unable to make it, but um, a question that many people have asked since that announcement is, will the Tennessee-Kentucky beer barrel return to the rivalry? And, um, yeah, I think, you know, Tom, t- perfect timing. Let's let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I you Do you think he's going to get asked about that? I'll, um, I, I might reach out to uh, some people I know who will be there and see if they'll, they'll put in the word for me. Because that would, uh, you know, I'm sure he hasn't discussed it yet, but uh, it's a very cool trophy. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, when when was it retired? Uh, ninety eight when the um they had the offensive lineman who got in the drunk driving crash, and I'm not I think one of them passed if I'm not mistaken. It's it's been a long time, but that that was why they ultimately decided to retire it. Which yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I still feel like they'll probably say no to it. Yeah, most of the kids aren't of drinking age. Well, just call it something else. They, when the when the trophy was founded, they called it the ice water barrel because it was 1925 and the peak of prohibition. Wait, repeat that? Yeah. It was in the middle of prohibition when they started this trophy, so they wrote ice water on it to like, this is not beer or bourbon, prohibition, federal authorities. That's We're not wild. promoting that's, that. That's wild. I had no, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd never heard that before. Pretty crazy. Yeah, there was, uh, I watched a story from... Uh, 2022 that a knoxville news station did and they found it it's in the equipment room with a toolbox on top of it just casually hanging out right now huh hmm. interesting uh all right text on into the thornton sex line 502-414-1450 we read a couple there yep. but we've got plenty more to go uh thanks scooter jinxed us on the weather for Wednesday golf, looks like rain. Hey, hey, I'm seeing 40%. All right, that's a 60% chance it won't rain. And it'll be in the afternoon if it does, so it's not going to affect us in the morning. You better not come wet, Scoots. Did we skip several? Oh, well, yeah. I, I, oh, I did yeah. skip several. My bad. Whoops. <laughs> South and Josh here. Hulk Hogan sucks. Wow. Where's that coming I- from? Uh, we played a real American drop yesterday. That's a great song, though. I am a real American. It's just great. So great. Um, Texter says, it's just an odd situation to have a player that so clearly doesn't want to be here that might have to be here. 
It, it, it is. And I think that's uh, unfortunately the situation we find ourselves in here. Uh, if Antonio Reeves really wanted to be at UK, he'd be at UK. Or maybe this is just a, another leverage play to get more money. A lot of leverage being played. Which one of your well, houses is on fire? It's not mine. It's it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 is oh, that? Oh no! It's a smoke detector going off. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. So we're on fire. I'm I mean, the dog in the house. Mute mute your mic, for the love of Pete. Hey, okay, there we go. It has to be credit-related rather than nil. If he's planning on leaving, we won't hear a peep until he has the credits. And which, But when would UK just say, like, hey, this is our basketball roster? When you get Somto Sirel and Joey Hart to commit, are they just going to come out and say, like, this is it? Here's your 2023-2024 Kentucky Wildcats. But if you knew that, why wouldn't you just leak that he's gone? But they're not. They're like eagerly and anxiously leaking that he's back anytime they thought that he was back, which was once, and that was on Monday or over the weekend. That's Does UK just really want him back regardless of he him not maybe wanting to be at UK? There are things that my little brain could not comprehend with this Antonio Reeves situation. Makes but no text, sense. But like Texter, I don't disagree with your text that like he he's he's probably just waiting to see if the credits are possible and if they do happen, are they going to get accepted at the new place? And will he will the NCAA say everything's good to go, rock and roll? I I think that's the case. But at which cases, why is UK just not coming out and being like, yeah, he's gone. He doesn't want to be here. Uh, maybe they just realize how much they need him. If that were the case, why didn't you go get somebody else when you have a chance? I don't. It's it's a weird situation. We've talked it every which way. I know this stuff will probably get figured out, but I just hate it for team chemistry. We went through a season where complaints about roles and minutes were an issue. Can't do it again. Give me dudes who want to compete. That's a fair uh, fair assessment. And it'd just be weird to be like, hey, he was willing to compete last year, but this year, these freshmen, it's he's not looking to do – like, what are you talking about? It's basketball. It's basketball. This isn't like you're accepting a job and, like, your role is your role. Like, we're bringing you on to do this thing, and this is what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. You're, it's basketball. Like, go, go out, play them. You've been in college longer than them. They've never scored 37 points in Fayetteville. Like it is strange that UK fans seem to have more belief that Antonio Reeves would be competitive with this roster than Antonio Reeves seemingly has, and obviously that's taken some leaps there and trying to get in the brain of Antonio Reeves. But every time I hear a one of the experts say that like role is a concern, I lose another hair off my head, and I don't have much more to give. <laughs> like roll to shut up about role. I'm not saying that to the experts. I'm saying it to like the Antonio Reeves camp. Your role is going to be what you make it. Like Cal's not going to handcuff you to this or that. He's just, he's not. Not after how important you were in February and March and unfortunately did it with a bad game. But like you got every, you were the green light. Why would that change? Because they brought in other freshmen. Unless you just are totally dead set on that. You can't compete with them which I don't think is the case. So the whole thing, again, it, my brain is in a pretzel. Mm, yeah. Uh, 
<sighs> just going to sigh and hope that we get some, some news over the weekend. Another person says on the Thornton's text line, and I'm kind of with him here, the roster stuff is a bit weird. What are Hart and Cyrell doing? I assume Reeves is holding them up. It's all a little strange. I can see Joey Hart, like, while, you know, not wanting to take up a scholarship for a guy who might never play if you don't have Reeves. But also, I don't think Hart is taking Reeves' minutes. So, yeah, I, the Santo, I really don't understand at all. I don't, I don't know what he's waiting on to announce. Same. I just don't. Uh, like, Joe, the Joey Hart-Antonio Reeves connection doesn't add up for me unless UK plans on being really bad. Like, Joey Hart, you are coming in to be a bench player that maybe is going to turn into something in time, and maybe you get a few minutes here or there. Now, if Antonio Reeves was gone, he may look at that like, well, I may get more than just a few. You know, this is a better opportunity for me. I guess I could see that, but you, hopefully, for UK's sake, that's not really the case. And then the Somto could be a reclassification thing, but even still – you could still commit to UK and then worry about that stuff later. You could still say, I'm going to Kentucky and I hope that it's going to be this year. But if I have to end up waiting a year, as long as they'll continue to have me, I'll be committed to the Wildcats. Both situations are odd. I, I, I had this thought last night, Roush, that like we, we try to rationalize everything. We try to use facts and reason. And when we can't use facts, we try to connect the dots the best that we can. What if there is a scenario that just like it's a complete and total cluster behind the scenes? Because UK, I mean, they are going to be basically losing their entire team last year when they really didn't have to lose anybody but Case and Wallace. Like, I don't think that's the, I don't think it's the case. But like, what if it just comes out in a year that like, oh, that summer of 2023, everybody had just totally mailed it in? Uh, I mean, uh, it wouldn't. Wouldn't surprise me. I think it's like less than a 0% chance that that's what's going on. I don't think it's what's going on. But if you wanted to act like that, that they've just totally lost control, what else could happen? I mean, the only the only thing that could be worse is if you like had the freshman leaving. And you did get the Bradshaw rumors with USC, but they they were able to keep that class together. So I don't think it's like total panic mode. But something is just weird. Something, yeah. Uh, that, that was the word I was looking for. I, I just don't. I, I can't. I can't figure any of it out. It, it's just so bizarre. And the longer it takes, the weirder it gets. A texter just texted in on the Thornton's text line and says, "Pilgrim said Hart is announcing tomorrow. Oh, the good old fashioned Saturday commitment." Um. All right. Well, Scoot's still going to be IU. Uh. Yeah. That's what I was going to chime in and say. Announcing tomorrow that he's going to Indiana. I don't think so. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it, huh? This whole Antonio Reeves saga is just another reason some people have gotten frustrated with Cal. I don't think this is one is on Cal, but lately there's been something sharp, severe, Reeves. Just I think what the texture is alluding to is just like there's always so much mystery with UK basketball and it gets exhausting. And in which yeah. case I'd say, yeah. yeah, it does. It does. This stuff doesn't happen other places. You'll get it every now and then. You'll get transfers. You'll get players coming in. You'll get U of L. Sometimes we'll have mystery recruits and stuff like that. It, it's, it, I mean, you could go back to Hamadou Diallo. There's a ton. There's just a ton. Marquise Bolden recruitment was weird. Um, uh, of course, that one didn't go UK's way and ended up not really mattering. Uh, EJ Montgomery, his stay go decision. He's playing in like the second division league in Japan right now. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just there's been a lot of them. And, I, you know, you I don't think you could specifically blame Cal each and every time. But when you run a program that is so closed doors and nothing can get out, then more stuff like this happens where I think damage control can sometimes go a long way. And they just don't often do that. And when they do do it, Roush, it's usually too late. Do do. <laughs> uh, I think Scooter jinxed us on the weather. Uh, Roush said yeah. that. Saw like Brian here. No way PGA commissioner is playing 4D chess where he made a statement thinking the DOJ would kill the deal. Would he? Did he do that? I don't know. He... I didn't see the statement. I saw where he had like a medical emergency and now the DOJ is investigating the merger. So yeah. The uh, medical emergency was a way that he wouldn't have to take questions. The human shield. Yeah. Oh, that was my first reaction. But if it's not, we definitely hope he gets better. Um, hey fellas, Brad, Brad from Bellbrook we're here with a hypothetical for your Friday in retrospect, if Kentucky was the only, was only able to hire one stoops or cow, which would you choose? That's a good one, Brad a good one would you take the all the great teams and a national championship from cal or a complete rebuild football program that continues to shatter expectations and is trending upward i'm taking stoops because i never want to be a cellar dweller again y'all have a safe weekend i think i'm taking stoops too just because roush there's so many different coaches in the history of uk basketball have had success not so many but there's been several there's more that have had success that haven't had success and UK football, it's the exact opposite. There are some that have had success, but there's a lot more that didn't have success. And there's none, at least in my lifetime, that have taken UK to this level. So I think I'd go Stoops just because this has been so much fun. And I do think there's other basketball coaches out there that also would have made basketball fun. And basketball was like, how fun was basketball when we were in college, Roush? I mean, we were living large. That was that run of the final fours was just amazing. And we did not take it for granted. I think there's other coaches though, that I think there's a higher percentage of other coaches that could provide good memories in basketball than there are in football. So I'm taking, I'm taking stoops in this hypothetical. That's a good one, but I'm, I'm with you in that. And it's, we've had other national championship winning head coaches in Kentucky basketball. Mm -hmm. Mark Stoops is the winningest football coach in the university of Kentucky history. Um, and to his point about being a seller dweller, I mean, he's at least gotten to a point where now I think the next coach, you you would have enough faith that they could keep this thing going for a while. But long term in the new SEC, I, you know, you just don't know. Whereas like Kentucky basketball is always going to be able to get higher, the best of the best of the best. You know, like it's just a prestigious have more job. money than most. Right. Should. Yeah. Like you're, you're just stand you're just playing now uh, is it starting on third base like stoop said or whatever i don't think so but it, it maybe second you know you just the, this job kentucky basketball has a lot more prestige and a, a, a bigger leg up than kentucky football but it's still hard work i mean make no mistake about it the expectations are just unbelievable really but that's the way that that we want it at uk and, and basketball and stoops has done a much better job making these expectations and football much higher than they were. Had Cal had that 40-0 season, I'm taking Cal, just because that's magic, but they didn't, sadly. Man, that stunk. Golden generation, baby. Woohoo! Talking USA soccer. Kirby, speaking of giving up sports, you know you're officially washed up when you have to give up basketball for golf. I'm 35 and finally jacked up my knee enough playing ball on Thanksgiving to hang up the game. I can't keep me from golf at this point. Are we ever going to get any news from UK basketball or are we just going to live life in purgatory? Have a great weekend, boys. Well, 
Yeah, Kirby. No, we're never giving UK basketball news. Sorry. Yeah. Just keep on playing that. And way. how, I mean, again, just how little Cal speaks to the media is ridiculous. There seems to be so much of like, are you for Cal or against Cal? Which side are you on? I think it's dorky, the people that are totally against him. He's your basketball coach. You may not like where things are, but he's your basketball coach. Like, he is your leader of the program. Uh, not that you need to be a good little soldier and follow along. It's fair to, to criticize and it's fair to make these concerns because there's plenty of them this offseason. But one thing that everybody can agree on, how little he talks to the media is ridiculous. Which never was a problem. He was... It was like Vince mm-hmm. Tyree back in the day. This is it, now it's the opposite. I, I, I like Cal. I respect the hell out of him, but it, it comes off as hiding, and that's wrong. Um, golf talk, Jan, get over it. John here. Uh, good, yeah. mo- <laughs> good morning. It's the summer. The U.S. Open. U.S. Open's going on. Uh, great, Scott. We made TGF Friday. My friends, hey, I'll always say no matter what the basketball cats will get number nine because I'm such a diehard fan, I feel obligated to do so. And after another year, I genuinely believe we are ha- we are everything I keep saying and so much more. So I know it gets a little annoying, but honestly, I just love the program and will try to always support the staff. Um, on a side note, Start off support. I don't know what he said. Start off supportive. Okay, gotcha. On a side note, what do you guys think about the new movie, The Blackening? We can't all die first. I may just have to check it out. Well, got to go talk to you later. I see the, I don't know. I haven't really even paid attention to the previews because it's just too loud and too annoying. Um, But I don't know. If it's good, I'll probably watch it. John, have a good weekend. Thanks for texting in. Always great to hear from you. Like your optimism. Kirby, wait, are we allowing people to go over on guesses and win? The millionaire question sh- should go to Scoot. You can't go over. That's a clown ruling, bro. You can go over, Kirby. Suck we it. don't play prices Right rules on this show. Mm-hmm. It's, no, I agree, it's with, I agree with Kirby. I think I should have got the point there. No way, Jose. <laughs> yes, please do a show Monday, says one texter. Eh, we'll have to talk about it. Hey, Roll Call peeps, come see me at St. Albert Picnic tonight. I'll be serving up the coldest and cheapest beer in town. It's St. Albert, the cheapest beer in town? Uh, I, hate, I hate that St. Albert's always the same weekend at St. Rayfield. St. Albert's my local, them and St. Margaret Mary are my local parishes, but uh, I'm, I'm a giant through and through, so I won't be at Albert, but have fun. Hey, Nick Roush, you big dumb idiot. You clearly don't know crap. You, you, you're a Brom lover. Let's church horse up. Horse donkey brain. Wow. I've never been called a horse donkey brain. Aren't donkeys pretty one. smart? Yeah, I've been to Bloomington, Illinois multiple times. If you'd rather spend your summer there than Lexington, I no longer trust your judgment on anything. Get him out of here already. And there is just a portion of the fan base that's just like, it, I don't want, like, at this point, get, you don't want to be at UK? Get him gone. Which, again, you know, the stakes are too high. we got to take the higher road, even though it's, it, it's easy. And a lot of people probably want to write off Antonio Reeves, but he is the 11th leading scorer in the SEC from last year. You, you want that if you can get it. What if Cal wants a complete roster turnover because he didn't gel with those players and he's trying to get players he gels with? Could be it. I mean, now a good old-fashioned restart's never the, the worst-case scenario. No, no, never the worst-case scenario. All right, Scoots, you still feeling good about your bets in the U.S. Open? Oh, I'm feeling great. Yeah, other than John Rahm, I'm feeling really good. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what they do to this course today. I hope they just I hope it's they just continue to violate it, Roush. <laughs> I really want the course to make a comeback. No, come course on, course. course was color. a fraud. It was overrated. It's the South Carolina of golf courses. Overhype under deliver. 
Everybody have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I'm lucky enough to have a stepdad. Uh, and then, of course, my dad, Terry Sr. Hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks for everything you all do. And I better be just showered with gifts this weekend if the wife's listening. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, everybody. Roll call. See you later. Have a good weekend. Peace out.